Chapter seventy seven of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in August two thousand nineteen. The World's Story, Volume Eight Norway, Sweden, Denmark. Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 77. The Fire Mountains of Iceland, 1783, by Lord Dufferin. In appearance, Hecla differs very little from the innumerable other volcanic hills with which the island is studded. Its cone consists of a pyramid of stone and scoriae, rising to the height of about five thousand feet and welded together by bands of molten matter which have issued from its sides from a d one thousand four to seventeen sixty six there have been twenty-three eruptions occurring at intervals which have varied in duration from six to seventy-six years the one of seventeen sixty six was remarkably violent it commenced on the fifth of april by the appearance of a huge pillar of black sand mounting slowly into the heavens accompanied by subterranean thunders and all the other symptoms which precede volcanic disturbances then a coronet of flame encircled the crater masses of red rock pumice and magnetic stones were flung out with tremendous violence to an incredible distance and in such continuous multitudes as to resemble a swarm of bees clustering over the mountain. One boulder of pumice, six feet in circumference, was pitched twenty miles away. Another, of magnetic iron, fell at a distance of fifteen. The surface of the earth was covered for a circuit of one hundred and fifty miles with a layer of sand four inches deep, the air was so darkened by it that at a place of one hundred and forty miles off white paper held up a little distance could not be distinguished from black the fishermen could not put out to sea on account of the darkness and the inhabitants of the orkney islands were frightened out of their senses by showers of what they thought must be black snow on the ninth of april the lava began to overflow and ran for five miles in a southwesterly direction whilst some days later in order that no element might be wanting to mingle in this devil's charivari a vast column of water like robin hood's second arrow split up through the cinder pillar to the height of several hundred feet the horror of the spectacle being further enhanced by an accompaniment of subterranean cannonading and dire reports heard at a distance of fifty miles striking as all this must have been it sinks into comparative tameness and insignificance beside the infinitely more terrible phenomena which attended the eruption of another volcano called skaptajokul of all countries in europe iceland is the one which has been the most minutely mapped not even excepting the ordnance survey of ireland the danish government seems to have had a hobby about it and the result has been a chart so beautifully executed that every little crevice each mountain torrent 
each flood of lava is laid down with an accuracy perfectly astonishing one huge blank however in the southwest corner of this map of iceland mars the integrity of its almost microscopic delineations to every other part of the island the engineer has succeeded in penetrating one vast space alone of about four hundred square miles has defied his investigation over the area occupied by the skaptajokul amidst its mountain-cradled fields of snow and icy ridges no human foot has ever wandered yet it is from the bosom of this desert district that has descended the most frightful visitation ever known to have desolated the island this event occurred in the year seventeen eighty three the preceding winter and spring had been unusually mild toward the end of may a light bluish fog began to float along the confines of the untrodden tracts of skapta accompanied in the beginning of june by a great trembling of the earth on the eighth of that month immense pillars of smoke collected over the hill country towards the north and coming down against the wind in a southerly direction enveloped the whole district of sida in darkness a whirlwind of ashes then swept over the face of the country and on the tenth innumerable fire-spouts were seen leaping and flaring amid the icy hollows of the mountain while the river skapta one of the largest in the island having first rolled down to the plain a vast volume of fetid waters mixed with sand suddenly disappeared two days afterwards a stream of lava issuing from sources to which no one has ever been able to penetrate came sliding down the bed of the dried-up river and in a little time though the channel was six hundred feet deep and two hundred broad the glowing deluge overflowed its banks crossed the low country of meadow-land ripping the turf up before it like a tablecloth and poured into a great lake whose affrighted waters flew hissing and screaming into the air at the approach of the fiery intruder within a few more days the basin of the lake itself was completely filled and having separated into two streams the unexhausted torrent again recommenced its march in one direction overflowing some ancient lava fields in the other re-entering the channel of the skapta and leaping down the lofty cataract of stapafoss but this was not all while one lava flood had chosen the skapta for its bed another descending in a different direction was working like ruin within and on either side the banks of the hverfisfljot rushing into the plain by all accounts with even greater fury and velocity whether the two issued from the same crater it is impossible to say as the sources of both were far away within the heart of the unapproachable desert and even the extent of the lava flow can only be measured from the spot where it entered the inhabited districts the stream which flowed down skapta is calculated to be about fifty miles in length by twelve or fifteen at its greatest breadth that which rolled down the hverfisfljot at forty miles in length by seven in breadth where it was imprisoned between the high banks of skapta the lava is five or six hundred feet thick but as soon as it spread out into the plain its depth never exceeded one hundred feet the eruption of sand ashes pumice and lava 
continued till the end of august when the plutonic drama concluded with a violent earthquake for a whole year a canopy of cinder-laden cloud hung over the island sand and ashes irretrievably overwhelmed thousands of acres of fertile pasturage the faroe island the shetlands and the orkneys were deluged with volcanic dust which perceptibly contaminated even the pure skies of england and holland mephitic vapours tainted the atmosphere of the entire islands even the grass which no cinder rain had stifled completely withered up the fish perished in the poisoned sea a moraine broke out among the cattle and a disease resembling scurvy attacked the inhabitants themselves stevenson has calculated that nine thousand men twenty-eight thousand horses eleven thousand cattle one hundred ninety thousand sheep died from the effects of this one eruption the most moderate calculation puts the number of human deaths at upwards of one thousand three hundred and of cattle etc at about one hundred fifty six thousand end of section seventy seven